dum 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 Welcome to Sports Are Dumb. I'm Joey. I'm Sean. And our goal for this episode is to solve an issue in sports. And the really the only solution I can think of is to take away everyone's copy of Photoshop yeah. and similar programs. And Instagram and Twitter, just take it all away. I mean, we mentioned this last time with Zion, but now I'm getting on top of these uh, these, uh, these companies like ESPN and Bleacher Reports. They need their Photoshop rights taken away. It, as you know, it is NBA offseason time, which is, for some people, the most exciting part of the NBA season, not the actual play. My favorite part is not watching basketball. But yeah, just hypothetical trades and uh, potential starting lineups. And I hate it all because none of these potential starting lineups end up ever any good. And so we got, like so far, this is early in the offseason, we got Porzingis going to Boston. I said Porzingis, weird. Chris Tapps Porzingis, formerly of the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, he went to the Wizards. Uh, he got traded to Boston. Then they said, uh, never mind, that trade fell through. So they had to delete those potential starting lineups. And then he got traded to Boston again, this time for Marcus Smart instead of Malcolm Brogdon. And so the, everybody's eager to put him in a Boston jersey, Photoshop. We don't know what number he's going to be. Just put a number. He can't be number six because Bill Russell's number six. And Bill Russell's number retired. Everybody wore that as a patch because he passed away last season. But no, let's put Porzingis in a Boston uniform. We don't even know if he's going to look like this. He may get traded before then. It doesn't matter. And there'll be like potential starting Boston lineup. It'll be Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and Al Horford and Chris Tapsing. That's going to be a very tall lineup. And I don't know, Grant Williams. And it'll be like, this lineup could be dangerous. And then there'll be like a, a shocked emoji face. But you do this, if you do this for every team, obviously one of these teams isn't dangerous. Why do we have to do this? And all it does is spark. I know why they do it. Is it, it the com- the comments? It enrages I, you. That's why they. Yeah, do it. I, they do it because they're like Sean's gonna be mad because this team's gonna be sorry. But you know, we we hyped it up, and then they do the Wizards side, which oh, they made a Wizards potential starting lineup with Chris Paul, and then he immediately got traded from the Wizards. To the Golden State Warriors, so it's just like, would you just waste your time putting him in a jersey and in a potential lineup? Can we can we calm down first? Can we can they play a game in that jersey before they? You know, you got to do this uh, lineup. Who says Chris Paul's gonna start? Because Steph Curry come there, like who, you don't know. Like they're not gonna start both of them. It'd be weird if they did shortest lineup. The short, yeah, they, <laughs> to go against the tallest lineup. They're over getting there dunked Boston. on every <laughs> every possession. I don't know, man. Like. If, uh, these and it's all the same formula. I think that's what makes me upset the most. Is oh, a trade happened? Let's let's post their new starting five, cause cause that lineup could be scary. It's gonna be scary hours. Big eyes emoji, big fire emoji. Okay, Sean. Two questions based off of that. Well, one is just a statement. Kristaps Porzingis could not wear number six, but he could wear number sixty four. Which has never been worn by anyone in the NBA. And I think that would be kind of cool to what be he, like, Does he know that? I'm the only person. I don't know. I don't know. There's a lovely website that I can't remember the name of that kind of ranked the best player to wear each number. Yeah. Which that's a fun discussion in and of itself is what number 
has had the best batch of players with it. I think I think a lot of the 30s are a good... You got a lot of folks like, in there. Like 34, you got Charles Barkley. You've got Partial Shaq. You've got yeah, Olajuwon. You got a lot of good big good, men uh, in there. 34. So, of course, you got your 23s with your... And everybody that wanted to be 23s. I mean, Jordan and LeBron is tough to beat is, <laughs> as your uh, top two numbers. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> you called uh, that very easily. But you could also be just the only number 64 if you're yeah, oh, he has the chance i mean it doesn't have to be him it can be anyone who just is number 64 and then i did say i have two questions this one is a question yeah. do you like if you had to choose you choose the the lesser of two evils here either a photoshopped oh. jersey we'll give you three options photoshop jersey all right imagine this <laughs> potential lineup uh. with a flame emoji and an eye. Yeah. Wide eyes emoji. <laughs> and possibly the sprinkle ah. of water emoji. <laughs> Come on. Which does not mean a sprinkle. Or would you rather have a cherry-picked list of stats to include someone in a category of Those people? Those are terrible, the, too. The, uh, the classic, of course, Thaddeus Young, the uh, Pacers, Fox Sports Pacers broadcast had a players with 800 games to average 13 and a half points, 5.9 rebounds, 1.4 steals, 49% field goal shooting and 30% three point field goals. And listen to this. How's this for a starting five? Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Thaddeus Young. <laughs> why, why are those numbers? Come on, man. And who... Who does all the research to get those specific numbers to get those specific players? I hate it when they're like, "Oh, let's let's uh, pick our top." And this is how internet lists work. I heard, I read that you don't pick like a top five or top ten places to eat. You do like a top. You do an odd number, top thirteen or a top seventeen. And I feel like they do that with these stats. Like, oh, he's a he's a top, uh, you know, a top fifteen player in the league. I guess five is a round number, but still, like, but then, I didn't want to say, but but <laughs> it's not, it's not even, but it's round. But like, oh, who's in your top five? And then like you leave somebody out, like, oh, he's in my top six. I'm like, it's not that far. I mean, we don't have to do this. This isn't necessary, right, Franks? I agree. Like, this is unnecessary that we cherry pick all of this and all these. But ah, oh, man, the stupid. Can the can the off season end, please? We need. Uh, oh, I can't talk. <laughs> the uh, potential. You ever see the potential trade? This doesn't come from like ESPN or the main ones. This comes from like some like a uh, ball sack sports level. <laughs> but they're not lying. This is just them hyper. Like they'll put players that they think could be potential trade. They do like trade machines. I hate trade machines because they'll never happen. It's just we need content. Let's make up trades that won't happen. And then people will argue about it. And I'm like, how is that content? How is something that's I'm, I'm no fiction, but you're trying to base it in reality? Why is this causing people to go into uproar like me being mad at it? I don't know. <laughs> I hate trade machines. Just, just, just let it stay in 2K. You can play 2K. You can trade for whoever you want. I know you played made plenty of trades in 2K. I have. There's but something not in satisfying real life. about it. Yes. <laughs> we don't make hypothetical trades in real life that won't happen. Then you're just wasting your time. I think we were talking about this recently, but not on the podcast. The movie Draft Day. 
Oh yeah, we were. Which spoiler alert? Um, but this this movie came out like 15 years ago, I think. Still haven't seen it. I that might be too. But y'all told me it about might it. be 2015. No, 2014. Yeah, it okay, 15 years. Okay, ago. nine years ago. Come on, nine years ago. And the the plot is Kevin Costner is the general manager of the Cleveland Browns. There's Jeff Day. And I'm gonna say this. There's spoilers. There's spoilers coming up right now about this movie. So I'd say fast forward. I'll get this done in a minute. Fast forward one minute from right now. If you don't want spoilers on the 2014 film Draft Day, Kevin Costner, GM of the Cleveland Browns. He has the seventh pick. Seattle Seahawks have the first pick. Mm-hmm. They trade up. The Browns trade up to get the Seahawks' number one pick. They trade three first-round draft picks to get this pick. And then there's consensus, let's take the quarterback. We need a quarterback. Quarterback you have is fine. He's been injured. though. Mm, don't know about it. Kevin Costner is not sold, though. He hires a private detective a private to do some digging on him, do some undercover. They have some, they have some fun little side plots in there. But ultimately, he chooses Chadwick Boseman, linebacker, first overall. I forget his name in the movie, but <laughs> might as well be Chadwick. Yeah. Then he takes a running back at number seven. But in between that, he somehow gets his three picks back while also getting a key kick returner just by kind of coercing the Seahawks guy because they didn't take the quarterback. So then people are nervous about it. Like a couple of the teams are like, we got our quarterbacks. We don't need a quarterback. But then the other teams are getting nervous and he calls the Jaguars GM. Who's just supposed to be young and inexperienced. And is basically like, Hey, you don't know what you're doing. Don't take the quarterback. And it works. And it's yeah. wild. And I love these hypothetical traits that then make it and into then, Hollywood like, films. Then real GMs. All right. Spoiler over. It might have been a minute and a half. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. But then real GM be like debunked this like, yeah, this this is not this isn't what it's like. There's a great uh the San Diego Chargers posted a video on I'm sorry, the Los Angeles Chargers posted a video on their YouTube that has I think it's their GM who's like yeah. watching draft in offering live commentary and he's saying that it would definitely be frowned upon. So the the part I left out, I'm sorry, one more spoiler. Spoiler. While he's making, while Kevin Costner is making one of these trades, I won't even say which one, so it's not that big of a spoiler, but while he's making one of these trades, he agrees to the trade, then goes on hold, and he's in the draft room with everyone. He asks, what else do we want? And they, they tell him, then he goes back and asks to add that on. And the guy's like, no, we had a deal. He's like, well, things have changed now. And this is all as the clock is running down for them to make a pick. So it's just... All kinds of frantic. He's like, no, that wouldn't happen. Yeah, I didn't mention this in the movie, but there's also an intern, like a new intern that starts the day of the draft. That and would, the, the no real way. life GM, who's like, yeah, if that happened, I'd be like, absolutely not. You're out of the office. <laughs> and he's right next to Kevin Costner's office. He's like, I would think that's certainly a spy. I'm yeah, getting him out of here. Uh, the opposition is uh, <laughs> here to get intel. Yeah. The intern is actually a robot <laughs> that has an, a running tape recorder? Hmm. <laughs> Not sure. <laughs> the tape recorder is what you use to you act like you're asleep, but you snuck out. And so you come in, it's the pillow, just making noise. Just, say, just snoring. like Snoring and occasionally mumbling. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, one of those. <laughs> the, the intern on his first day is falling asleep oh, at the desk. Great. Yeah. yeah. Ah, oh, he's working so hard. Let's <laughs> let's give him a raise. 
Also, sorry, what other good part of this movie? No. Before the draft, there's no spoilers here. This is pretty early in the movie. I I think Dennis Quaid is the the coach. And he comes in, and when he, he hears about one of the moves that Kevin Costner has made, he comes in and just lights the playbook on fire. And then just like drops it on Kevin Costner's desk. And then they're both just looking at each other. And then Jennifer Garner has to come in and put out, like, grab a fire extinguisher. Who is she in a movie? She's their analytics expert or something, or like finance. Pretty sure they have the playbook digitally. Yeah. I guess it came out 90 years ago. There's a lot of. It's a movie. I I think 2014, they'd still probably have some digital stuff going on, but who knows? It's a movie. It is a movie. If Chadwick Boseman can convincingly play a linebacker. Oh, yeah. And then it's a movie. <laughs> then, then you know it's a movie. <laughs> and as Vin Diesel would say, movies. They're great. You can say anything in a deep voice, and that's how deep <laughs> Vin Diesel would say it. <laughs> Firmly. Yeah. Well, Sean. Uh-oh. We talked about these potential trades. And recently, the NBA draft just happened and so we heard this uttered quite a bit hmm. our sports cliche of the day that these players okay. have a lot of potential a lot of upside a lot of wingspan they have a high ceiling high ceiling man they never talk about the floor they never talk about the floor like how high is the floor it's low sometimes so it's on the third floor i have great potential as well really i'm just not realizing it in the NBA, I hope in other ways. <laughs> Hopefully in this Everybody, <laughs> all 60 players drafted in the draft. Well, maybe well, two got forfeited. So all the players <laughs> that got uh, drafted all have potential because they got drafted. We know they got potential. Like, what else do they have? Do you say someone has no potential if they get drafted in a professional sports league? No. I think maybe, yeah. Just say, no, no, no. You have no future. <laughs> Last pick of the draft. He's got high potential. He's got no potential. <laughs> what you draft him for? Must improve everything in his life. Uh, you know what did give me potential of throwing up in my mouth a little bit was Grady Dick soon. Oh man, he uh, it's not shy. Look, I only sparsing sparsely heard this on sparingly, just a little bit. I vaguely heard this on the draft that someone said. It was a reference to the Wizard of Oz. It was supposed oh. to look like a ruby red slipper. Because he's from Kansas. Yeah, and it's that he's it not in Kansas anymore, and oh. now he's in Toronto. That makes sense. I didn't hear that, but it makes sense now. But it was still, still, still a gaudy number. Is he's gonna that that those images are forever? Yeah, we'll drop the link to Drew Gooden, which is still my favorite. He looks like Doctor Evil. His <laughs> suit looks like a Doctor Evil suit. But Drew Gooden is 6'11", 250 when he's drafted. <laughs> a so. large doctor. Just, yeah, Dr. just Evil. picture Dr. Evil standing on top of Mini-Me <laughs> in his, I guess it's not a trench coat, but kind of his coat. I remember his Drew suit. outfit. But everybody was wearing like big suits back in the day. Yeah, early 2000s is just an yeah. absolute And being an mess. NBA player didn't help. Samaki Walker also a great oh. one. That was 90s, but... Full white suit with a white I mean, LeBron, cowboy hat. LeBron suit is... LeBron didn't have the cowboy hat. <laughs> oh, he didn't have the cowboy hat. Yes. His, Michael Walker. I believe, I, I believe uh, LeBron's was actually an eggshell. Oh, okay. Perhaps a taupe or an off-white. No, it's probably just white. <laughs> I don't know. And 
a variation of white. <laughs> yes. But in any case, Sean, we have the potential to be the same two hosts next episode. Because I'm going to guess that next week, where are we going? sports will still be done. <laughs>